Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. This winter continues to swing left and right, for sure. You can't say that our weather is boring. This week, Janine and I are doing meetings in Iowa and Nebraska. The ice and snow seem to follow us wherever we go. The meetings have covered a wide variety of topics, but one area of high interest is our work on the hybrid characteristics. Most people are hearing this topic for the first time. They didn't realize hybrids had different leaf structures and ear types. For the most part, because they just weren't paying attention to it. Once it's explained, many can recall what happened in certain fields on certain years and things are starting to make sense. One thing for sure, they are flat out impressed by how much effort crop tech customers have put into learning their hybrids. The thought of a group of farmers coming together to volunteer their time to count, weigh, and shell thousands of ears just baffles them. One of the questions I get at every meeting is, where do we go to get this information on hybrids we grow? You know, will our seed salesman know this about their genetics? If the salesman doesn't, will the plant breeders know this? Unfortunately, the answer to this question is most likely no. Up until now, they were not aware of its importance. Many of our seed salesmen are farmers as well. It is in their best interest to learn the hybrid characteristics for placement on their own farm as well as their customers. Plant breeders may be able to answer some of these questions if they're asked the right questions. But this is a big undertaking with a steep learning curve. Just like here at CropTech, we couldn't do this without the help of farmer volunteers. It's going to take farmers working with dealers and other neighbors to gain this knowledge about local hybrids. It's going to take a different approach to attending a hybrid field day. We need to go there for the purpose of seeing and collecting data, not just to eat the pork chop and to socialize. Stopping at neighborhood plots as well as show plots on your way to different farm shows, which are usually displayed along the major roads. As we educate growers on why knowing hybrid characteristics is important, they want to know where they can find this information. Where, where else could they get this information? When they find out there's no online source for this information, I can tell they become frustrated. Almost to say, why did you show us all this great information if we don't have access to it for our hybrids? Even though a good portion of the meeting is showing them how they can gain this knowledge with plots on their own farm. This frustration, I think, is a fact that in most farmer meetings, a speaker introduces a problem and then shows them a product that can fix the problem, which they just happen to sell. The purpose of covering the topic in our meetings is to make farmers aware of the differences in characteristics and get them to invest more time into knowing the genetics that they plant. To take ownership in one of the most important jobs on the farm, placing hybrids. As I watch both farmers and seed dealers get involved with these plots, I start to see a major transition take place in how they go about hybrid placement. They feel more confident about placement and things make more sense when they evaluate it 
at the end of the year after harvest. So the purpose of covering hybrid characteristics is not to create frustration, but to create awareness. As growers, seed dealers, and companies become aware of hybrid characteristics and why they are important, we'll see changes evolve in the information that does come down to us uh, from the hybrids that we plant. If we show and tell the industry we need this information, they'll figure out a way to get it to us. But for right now, it'll have to be a boots-up learning experience that starts at the farm gate. I think of years ago when I used to put on planter clinics and planter meetings telling farmers how important picket fence stands and photocopied ears and stalks were. Farmers were quick to recognize the importance of this and they did everything they could to achieve it. The industry saw how important it was to the farmer and responded in a big way to meet this new recognized need. Think of what a planner can do today to achieve a picket fence stand and photocopies compared to the early 1990s when our first planner video came out and we did planner clinics all over the nation. Once we create awareness, the industry will respond. It is this information that will create success in the advent of multi-hybrid planting. Before multi-hybrid planting can earn its way, this information needs to be captured. At a meeting in Brooklyn, Iowa, a farmer said, Man, I wished I'd heard your presentation earlier. I just bought a new planter and it's not a multi-hybrid. I had to explain to him, even though the machinery industry is producing multi-hybrid planters, we don't have enough information, hybrid information in most areas to make them profitable. The mechanical side of this is ahead of the product part. He can start to learn and experience experiment with his hybrid selection long before he purchases a multi-hybrid planter. Making passes across the field, looking at hybrid characteristics as well as population and nutrient management can all be done with a standard planter. And it may be three to five years before he and his seed supplier have enough knowledge to implement a multi-hybrid program successfully. Now, not saying that a multi-hybrid uh, planter won't fit in other situations, but if you're going to actually make the multi-hybrid process work for you, you need to learn this about your hybrids. One might say, eh, that's a long time to get to the end goal. But to reach any goal, we have to start. The conversation was different with a farmer in Ord, Nebraska. He told me what I had shared at the meeting was spot on to what he experiences every year on his farm. Farming irrigated sandhills, he, if he chooses an upright short-statured hybrid for under the pivot, he gets better yields, but his dryland corners are hardly worth picking. He has been staying semi-defensive, trying to save the corners, but yet get good yield under the pivot. He knew exactly what hybrid he would plant in his dryland corners because he has other dryland fields and was using a pendulum genetics at a lower population there because of yield history. 
He was choosing hybrids for his dryland fields based on past performance, not realizing until we covered it in the meeting that he was choosing tall, wide-leaf pendulum hybrids with flex ear type. He also recognized one of the D hybrids in our PowerPoint because he plants it. By observation, he figured out it likes late water and fungicide. After learning what a D hybrid was and why hybrids that flex a lot in kernel depth need a strong finish, he now knows the value of understanding hybrid flex. He came to the conclusion he needs a multi-hybrid variable rate planner to not only change population, but to change hybrids in his dryland corners and swing for the fence under his pivot. This grower was ready for multi-hybrid. He already had the knowledge about his genetics because it was a necessity. He couldn't plant his dryland sands like his pivots. Bottom line, some of us are going to get there quicker than others. Some of us need to get there quicker than others, like the Nebraska farmer. All I'm trying to do is raise awareness. So we start to ask the right questions, collecting the right answers. I think multi-hybrid is one of the next slow rabbits to shoot in agriculture. It will help us mitigate risk and raise farm averages. What it's going to take for us to get there is a lot of education. Once you get the education, you can make educated decisions. I've been a Bud Light drinker most of my adult life. It took one Super Bowl commercial to educate me. I use this new education to switch my beverage preferences to Coors Light. Thank you for the education, Anheuser-Busch. To stay up to date, check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe, keep her moving.